joining the show today. I'm your host, Renee Donaldson, CEO of eKidirect, and uh, you're with Solar and Storage Today. Uh, right now, we have a very special guest, uh, our own application engineer, Maxwell Muscarella. Max, welcome to the show yeah, today. So happy to be here today. <laughs> Me too. Uh, we've been having a great uh, time this week. It's our grand opening. Uh, we've had a full house uh, with all of our employees uh, working uh, in our new building, and it's just, it's phenomenal. So Yeah, really great energy. It's so nice to be around everyone, and um, lots to celebrate this year, so. There is a lot to celebrate, and we've got our, uh, our Christmas party coming up uh, this Friday as well, and uh, with that in mind, we've been uh, picking up a lot of speed. Uh, many of our customers have been calling and asking about adding storage to their existing PV systems. So I thought today would be a great, uh, a great opportunity to take advantage of uh, you being here with us and uh, telling our listeners uh, how they can go about uh, adding storage to existing systems. Heck yeah. Yeah, I'm happy to jump right on that. I, I get a lot of customers calling and asking about that. A, a lot of early adopters, you know, who may have had a solar system for anywhere from five to 15 years. And, you know, it's done them well. And uh, now with the rate structures that are changing and just um, with more power safety shutoffs in California and just with um, more prevalence of outages due to natural disasters, a lot of people are like, how can I incorporate backup? How can I incorporate storage either to back up my critical loads and or, um, take advantage of these new utility rate structures so that um, I can still have some economic benefit from my my past investment in, um, you know, supporting renewable energy generation. So it's, it comes, it comes up a lot. And it's really a question of what what system you're working with to begin with, mm -hmm. um, whether you have a system that is five years old or less, or if you are dealing with a system that's 15 years old. Um, and something that I would really take into consideration is if you are dealing with an older system, um, potentially considering DC coupling just because of the, the benefits that DC coupling has to offer as far as like you don't have to have two separate inverters, you can't have one inverter. Um, and if the inverter is past its, its warranty, um, it's, it's something worth considering. Um, however, if you have a new inverter, like relatively new within the past 10 years, that's doing good for you. Um, there's really, um, plenty of benefits to, um, continuing with the AC coupled system. And there's a couple different avenues in which you could go there. One of which is getting a strictly batter, uh, just, just a battery inverter. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, we have a couple different manufacturers that do this. We have um, products with Outback. We have products with Schneider that are really great for integrating your battery system and allowing um, for your existing solar to kind of chime in. And in the um, in the event of a prolonged outage, you can have the benefit of your solar generation feeding your battery so that you can extend um, the time in which you can utilize that energy storage. And so it's. I agree. Uh, you know, 
And not to, you know, cut yeah. you off there, too, but I think uh, it's worth noting that for older system systems, uh, replacing the inverter is going to be more cost effective. It uh, is. Because you're going to design uh, an entire battery-based system that's now, that's new with an older design that chances are the inverter will go out at some point sooner rather than later if it's past its prime. And you can save a lot of money just by uh, taking that inverter out, maybe putting it on a third-party website like a Craigslist, uh, eBay, right. recycling it. Uh, if it's still working, somebody else Absolutely. could use it. And you can take the funds that you've gained from just replacing the inverter and selling it and put that into the new system. Yeah. And uh, So I liked your point on uh, DC coupling uh, for older systems. Like you said, just like the cost and the simplicity of the system is there. It's like... you. You take up less wall space, there's less upfront capital in the upgrade, and um, and the efficiency of a DC to DC power conversion just exceeds that of going from AC back to DC to charge your batteries. So, um, I think the only uh, exception for that would be, and I'd be interested to hear your thoughts, uh, would be if you have some older microinverters. Uh, N phase, like the old M2 215s, uh, uh, that's probably you know, seven years ago. Uh, but even before that, if you're using like the M, uh, M190s. Microinverters are a funny, or like an in between, right? Because getting anyone to go back onto your roof and rewire your panels, it's just, it's inherently going to cost a lot. You're dealing with, with man hours, you know? <laughs> Right. So, um, the the microinverters, um, it's like you're already going to be getting up on the roof um, in order to replace those microinverters. And I think the question is um, whether those microinverters are really the best choice for your application in the first place. And so if you are dealing with shading and you need to replace your microinverters, then you're going to need to have an AC coupled system <laughs> because... You're, yeah. you're inverting the DC right at the panel. There's no getting around it. Um, but you can do that still, even if it is an older uh, microinverter system, you should be able to still add storage uh, with, you know, a Schneider would be a good product. And I don't know um, offhand if the, uh, if the codes might say something different. Do you know? Uh, um, not that I'm aware of. I mean, and also... The, the N-Phase system controller, too, is um, if you have M-Series microinverters, you you still can incorporate that with the N-Phase system if you wanted to keep it all within that manufacturer. Um, it's also, as long as you have an AC signal, like that's kind of the nice thing about, kind of, uh, about these agnostic systems like the Schneider or the Mojave. Mm -hmm. um, or I guess the Mojave doesn't work with the, the control system for Enphase, so that would be an exception exception there. But yeah, I mean, well, the benefit of EcoDirect too is that we we love special use case scenarios, yeah, and yeah. Uh, certainly keeps it exciting. Uh, but uh, yeah, storage is uh, certainly at the forefront. But for legacy systems, uh, you know, microinverters we'll have to take a look at. It'll depend <laughs> on which one you're using, but. Uh, if it's an older SMA uh, or Fronius, uh, you know, any of the Blue Planet, Keiko. Yeah, uh, really getting back there. <laughs> they are, but uh, those are the ones that we see that uh, you're most likely it's going to be the easiest uh, path forward to replace the inverter. And 
there's so many more options. The panels uh, will continue to operate and work. So you would actually be able to just do it as an inverter replacement and then uh, get permitted for the uh, battery storage system. Right. And I do think I'm kind of going back to like even with some older systems, um, it doesn't make sense to get people on your roof in order to rewire your your PV strings. There's certain like certain older inverters um, had different maximum power point um, voltage levels that they were working with, mm-hmm. and you know the the other question is like if you're using optimizers like. Well, there's not a lot of DC coupled um, battery inverters that that want to have an optimized input coming in, and so sure, like yeah. there's there's plenty of scenarios where even if you are replacing an inverter, like the cost of labor makes it so that an AC coupled system is the more practical solution, the more economical solution, and it's really just a matter of like what's your application. What's the what's the system that you already have installed, and um, how how do we optimize that? Like the the economics of the operation itself and the installation, because you know that's with with these um, projects, installation cost is always going to be a huge factor, and we need to keep that in consideration for for our customers. A hundred percent. Uh, and there's the good thing is uh, most of our customers will actually go to our website, uh, so ecodirect.com, and fill out uh, a, um, an inquiry form, uh, which you can find right on our website. It's on the front uh, left corner, and that's uh, really easy to do. And someone from our sales team uh, will get will reach out pretty quickly too, and make yeah. sure we have everything that you need to figure out the right system. But uh, that's really uh, the main meat of it, too, though. Right. What's your existing system? Uh, are you using it for time of use or for everyday use? Or is it uh, for a backup system only? And then how much storage do you need? So what loads are you backing up? And you know, for how long do you want that system to continue to operate in the event that the utility uh, does not come back on? Right. Uh, and there's... There's so many options out there right now. You can really fine tune uh, based on budget, performance. Right. If you want to be able to monitor the system on your phone at any time of the day, you can do that. Right. And, and if you're uh, someone like a lot of our customers, they just want it to operate and don't really don't really care to take a look at it all the time. <laughs> they just want to know that it's working, it's saving them money, it's doing exactly what it should, and it it looks nice uh, on the wall. Aesthetics are important for for some of our customers. And, Absolutely. Uh, luckily, our manufacturers know that, and I, I don't think that there's too many out there that are unpleasant uh, like no, it's, and it's like everything's a personal preference but I do feel like um, EcoDirect has done a really good job of sourcing high quality products that I mean they take aesthetics into consideration and um, ultimately are like pretty darn versatile um, mm-hmm. for lots of different applications and so and we our team here has Talk to a lot of different customers, a lot of different applications, and um, so I think it really gives us some advantage to kind of tailor like what's your application, like here's some trade offs with the different products that that we have to offer. Like they're all quality products. Like here's what here's what they're optimized for, and um, 
then it gives our customers the opportunity to make an educated, informed decision on, um, you know, how they want to allocate their their resources um, towards their um, economic and uh, just security, economic the economics of their system and the security of their their electricity also. Yes, it does, uh, which, it, you know, I think that uh, we've always had a focus on education. And so uh, with education at the forefront, uh, we're training internally, uh, often every, you know, at least uh, I wouldn't say it's necessarily every day. Every day is an opportunity to learn, Absolutely. of course, uh, but on a weekly, uh, monthly basis, uh, internally making sure that we're aware of all the new developments that are coming to market uh, and really helping our customers better understand uh, what their options are. Uh, so if uh, if you do ever have questions, you can you can call us uh, or email us, and uh, chances are we'll be able to point you in the right direction. Uh, with I, AC coupling, I I like a lot, uh, really just for the ease, like you said, of uh, installation, uh, and then uh, for DC coupling, just to to touch on that, if you are replacing your inverter there's a very high likelihood that your PV array, if it is on the roof or on the ground, would easily transfer over to a hybrid inverter. Uh, and it's likely that for a lot of these uh, scenarios, you probably would have to do little to no rewiring, potentially some rewiring if you're doing uh, parallel connections, uh, like for uh, Solark or Simplify uh, ESS yep. system. Uh, but or even uh, a Schneider for that matter too. They also do DC coupling. That's that's a good point. Yes, we don't want to forget Schneider and uh, and uh, of course uh, uh, you know doing that type of uh, install. Uh, you can either do it your all of our customers will do it themselves if they have electrical or uh, contract uh, uh, contract background. Uh, but working with someone that is a skilled electrician is always recommended. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so electricity is, uh, can be done very safely, but you do want to exercise caution and safety protocols and uh, really be confident uh, that you know what you're doing. Absolutely. Um, it's, and even for a lot of um, really, I've, I've dealt with some really uh, well-educated customers, and um, I would say the large majority of them, even when they are doing the install themselves, they'll save the last five to 10% and call in a licensed electrician just to, you know, keep safety at the forefront for, for themselves and their, and, you know, everyone who's on the job. But uh, what you just were saying uh, brought up something for me. Uh, a lot of times with these older systems, and I've recommended it and I've seen different customers do it, is like, you know, after a couple, after a decade or so, uh, their their usage has shifted, and a lot of times that usage has gone up. They've either, um, you know, added um, added a new barn and like or a warehouse or an electric vehicle, something, um, and then sometimes just the the degradation of the panels over the past ten years is like, hey, like our electricity has gradually gone up for whatever reason it may has, and our production has gone down, and a lot of um, there's a lot of opportunity with a couple of with some of these hybrid systems, um, like the Solark, like the Schneider, um, where you can AC couple and DC couple. So you can keep that. You can have the ease of 
AC coupling your existing system, just kind of plug and play, take, um, take that existing inverter, AC couple it into the AC couple input, and you can install brand new um, solar strings into your DC coupled inputs, and it's a way to, again, minimize the extra costs. And a lot of times, you can even, it's like, hey, like our, our old panels are going to continue um, degrading, and we can take that into consideration and keep some of our DC inputs available so that we can, so we can gradually add more energy generation to support our backup needs, support our time of use offset with, with the energy storage that we're integrating. And so um, I've seen a couple and been a part of the design for some really um, innovative um, systems of that nature. And so I, I think that's something that's worthwhile bringing up. So it's like, you don't, you don't have to choose necessarily. You can utilize the both, best of both worlds and um, really get a lot out of these system upgrades. A hundred percent. I'm really glad that you brought that up, actually, because you do uh, get the advantage of uh, adding to your system and increasing your production, uh, as well as just uh, it being able to incorporate your existing into your new storage system. Uh, it, yesterday, we were talking about the NEC code and some changes, yeah. and I... I can't help but bring it up right now because it's very <laughs> applicable. Uh, but for some of them that are changing in 2023, uh, the ability to do uh, supply side or line side connections uh, are going to, they're, they're changing so that you are going to have to have a, uh, they're not going to let you do a line side connection. I think, I don't think it's that they're not going to let you. I think there's just going to be um, some more, um, limitations and documentation required um, in order to get those sorts of connections approved. Um, that was um, that was the, the, the feeling that I was getting from the presenters from the NEC when they were talking about these codes. Like we're just seeing a general trend of like installers having a harder time getting these line side taps approved. Getting them approved. These, these line side, supply side, um, where you're connecting in before the, the main service panel. And not to say that those options still won't be viable, but doing a load side tap is will very likely expedite the process of getting your um, your energy storage system slash solar systems approved um, and operating. Right. And uh, there's a very straightforward and easy way to get that done. Uh, it, well, straightforward, uh, straightforward in uh, the design. Uh, it could be a little bit tougher for the electrical side, but putting in a sub panel uh, would allow you to do that much easier. Right. Um, effectively, the concept is keeping your existing main panel in operation as um, strictly um, a main service entrance. So you would keep that main um, service breaker in there, whether it's a 200 amp or 100 amp or anything in between. And then you would take all of the loads in that panel and just transfer them to an adjacent new sub panel that has a similar rating, um, either at the same nameplate, like, you know, taking your 200 amp, um, taking all the loads from your 200 amp panel and putting them on a 200 amp panel. Or if you're having, um, uh, that would be for a whole home backup. Yeah, it's, yeah. so for a whole home backup, you can just take the main 
power that's coming from your existing main panel breaker, that 200 amp breaker. So on the load side of that, mm -hmm. you can wrap that in to your automatic transfer switch or um, your microgrid interconnect. Um, it's another word for the same thing, effectively. Mm -hmm. And then it can pass through your, your hybrid or um, battery inverter or your backup interface. Like there's all different sort of topologies mm -hmm. based on the manufacturer, but effectively um, what connects your, your utility service to your um, renewable energy um, slash energy storage uh, and connecting that to your loads. So effectively making it so that you can isolate your utility service in the, um, in the instance of an outage um, from the rest of your system. So you can be generating and storing power and sending that to your home and your loads um, without having any sort of um, risk of sending power back into the utility service lines when people are doing maintenance and trying to get power back up for all of the other customers. So um, effectively you can route your loads just all onto their own subpanel and you don't have to sacrifice the rating of of that panel that so that you can be sending power to 100% of your loads or any fraction of that like if you're maybe your inverter is not really sized appropriately to back up all of your loads well you can just treat it as a critical load panel too mm -hmm. and it's just a really and that's that's generally how um partial home backups are done already but um it's Correct. it's not that much more challenging um to do that for a whole home backup now either it's just it's just the the labor of taking all those individual loads and moving them to another panel but as long as you have room close by it's you know something that most um installers most electricians could easily do within a day of of labor you know if if they have to move them you know 50 yards and that's maybe it's not the best solution for you but <laughs> yeah I, I, it would be ideal if they were all side by side yeah um, yeah that's but there's but there's lots of cases where where that's a totally totally relevant solution mm -hmm. and so it, it could be a way to just expedite the whole permitting process and it's it's it also it's a clean looking solution too it's like hey just move the loads over out out my main service into my my backup panel and then into my my new main main service panel I think we're going to see a lot more of that as more and more homeowners uh, want to have a whole home backup solution. And they no longer just want their critical loads. They want to be able to, if they need to power anything on in their house, they want to have the ability to run it off their battery-based system. Right. And as we see more uh, electrification uh, within uh, you know, the U.S. and abroad, especially with the EVs uh, yeah. that are going to be coming to market very soon, uh, I think 50, over 50,000 are supposed to hit California in 2023. Yeah, that, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> but uh, it's, uh, it is a very um, worthwhile uh, solution. And you know, when we do the permitting and design, uh, which is a service that we offer, uh, we can help specify that. So when you are uh, either getting your system permitted uh, through the county uh, and for your uh, metering system, 
uh, you you have it clearly outlined. Uh, and also for when you are having an electrician uh, come do that changeover for you, uh, they have a clear uh, scope of work and can give you an accurate price quote. So. Right. And it's like, and it's also nice, like, because we do work with a lot of contractors and installers directly, um, it's really easy for us if you if you are a homeowner or like a direct mm -hmm. customer, then like we can have those conversations with your installers and like make sure that they're being considered in the way that they're they're equipped to do things or what their preferences are so that um it's it's just a smooth um smooth sailing throughout the process as you know, as much as the jurisdiction allows it. That's a, that's a really good point. I'm glad you brought that up too. So uh, yes, uh, we can help connect you uh, to either local or uh, in your in your area. It just depends, you know, if you're if you're very rural and remote, uh, that might be a little bit tougher. But uh, for for most areas, I'd say we could at least uh, get you pointed in the right direction. Right. Well, and the, the, I guess what I was more alluding to was the fact that if you have a if you have an installer or a, that that you are working with that we can have that conversation and, That's very and make sure, you know, we're not imposing anything that they don't want to do. And, and we have enough alternatives to where we can come up with creative solutions to work within like where they are comfortable. Mm -hmm. Solar and storage solutions. Right, right. <laughs> Well, uh, really, I think that's a great uh, place to stop, uh, you know, yeah. for AC coupling. Hopefully, uh, you all found that helpful. And, you know, for any additional questions that may come up, uh, definitely email us uh, ESS uh, for energy storage solutions at ecodirect.com uh, or even sales at ecodirect.com would be a great way to get the conversation started. Right. Or just call us. That's yeah, easy too. That's we do easy. answer the phone. Uh, <laughs> well, the they, concept. <laughs> yes, indeed. You know, it's surprising that a lot of people, uh, you know, have mentioned that they have uh, trouble doing that. But uh, yeah, we're all active and uh, we're we're ready. Oh yeah. Well, thank you, Max. Uh, truly a pleasure. Oh yeah. And uh, appreciate the conversation. Always great conversation with you, Ray. Yeah. Thank you.